0: We'd like to ask everybody on Skype to please turn off your microphone. If you have a microphone on your computer or your handheld, please make sure it's covered or off because it disturbs other listeners on Skype. There was a sicha, said, on Chafetamuz Tsov Shinun. If you're checking the calendar, tonight is Khaf today was Khafait Tammuz. It's not Tafshin though. The Sikha was the exact same Khius as we have today. The exact same time as we are today, which is Wednesday Khafei Tammuz. You're going to repeat that Sicha, Yatsa Hashem. Much of the Sikha is a bracha. <laughs> and we're going to say and word read word for word verbatim the bracha of the Rebbe. We should merit that it. it should come into fruition. tonight would have been my father's birthday and I'd like to give a mention of that in the Merz Hashem the Nether for his Yardzeit which is in a few weeks we'll talk a little bit about him Ironically, not ironically. His capital would now become Pei Beis, as he turned would turn eighty one today. I'm And of course the Tillum the capital that he just finished of Pay Olive spoke about the singer, the conductor and they sing joyously to God. Okay. And the capital pay base completes or finishes off with a kuma lekim at kiat sinchal this is one of the psukim of the Rebbe's kapitlach of the nigunim of the Rebbe which is arise Hashem judge of the earth judge the earth for you possess all the nations and we ask therefore that the wish to rise at this moment and look down and say okay Kindalach, you've had enough of your Golos D'aloy Golos it's time to come home. It's in the house. Yeah. Okay, Fresca is in the house, and all on all fronts. It's an official shear. Didn't we buy cookies? Though? Yeah. No, we didn't the other cookies? Where? As we said, we're going to repeat the Sikha Tavshinun. We have said we find ourselves now on Wednesday. Yom <laughs> the fourth day of the week of Parshas, Matas and Masai. The two Parshas are together for those of people who say Chitas. And you only been saying one pasha this week. <laughs> Good luck. Catch up, folks. Catch up. The Kvius of this year, the way it comes out, and it comes every year, every time, there's pashas that are makhubar, pashas that are connected. It always comes out that on Yem Levi Bashabas on Wednesday. That is the bridge day. We spoke about it many times, the bridge day, meaning the day that the parshas are crossed over, where we finish one parsha and we start the next. So that on this day, in today's kitas we finish parsha's matas, and we began Pashas Masai. So both Pashas are recited today, whereas there are times in the week that we only say in Pashas Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, we only learn Chitahs of Pashas Matej. On Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, we will only talk about in Pashas Masai. On Wednesday, though, today, we had both Matis and Marseille, the completion of Matis and the beginning of Marseille. And the Kumish that we learned, therefore, as we said, is in both parishes. The Rebbe says we have to explain this as follows. In both, it is talking about going into the holy land of Israel. At the end of Parshas Matos, it talks about what conquering and the settling on this other side of the Yarden, which is the beginning of the entering into the holy land. Writing capital means screaming. And Pashas Maseh talks about the forty-two journeys in the desert until the ultimate journey. Once again, they stood now by Yarden Yerechai, and they are ready to go into Eretz Deeper yet, in both pashas, it is stressed and hinted the concept of entering the Holy Land of Eretz Yisrael, which will be in the Geula, Mitas Vashleima, in the true ultimate redemption with Mashiach T'kenu. In Tav the Rebbe also mentioned in Pashas Chukas, that the request of Bnei God and Bnei Ruven to accept the inheritance on the other side of the Yardin, as we now hear in the end of Pasha's Mata, it's the entire dialogue that goes back and forth between Moshe Rabbeinu and these people. It was a mailer. There was a plus to it. It wasn't derogatory, but rather a positive action. They wanted immediately to enter the land. They wanted to begin the inheritance of the Holy Land. The inheritance, the conquering of the Ten Nations. And as we know that when the Ten Nations will be conquered, that will be the completion of the ultimate redemption. And through this they already accepted the land of Sikhuin, Aig, and then there was also the land of Amin and Mayov, which as we know as the Keny, Khnisi, Kene, and Kadmaini. <coughs> These are all the lands that need to be conquered, Allah, when Mashiach will come. The same also in the continuation of the Khumish. We see in the beginning of Pasha's Masai, we have a very, very awkward statement. Not necessarily Chatzon. Awkward, rather harder to understand. The Pasik tells us, b'nei meretz mitzrayim These are the journeys that the Jews made as they left Egypt. Whenever we discuss this concept, Zechel <speaking in Hebrew> Masay etc., we always talk about the Marshall. The example of the rabbit in the hole. The rabbit that goes into a hole and has a ladder. The ladder goes in the, the ladder has 19 steps to it. That's, that's it and the rabbit in order to get out of the hole it goes onto the ladder it climbs up 2 steps a day and falls down 1 step. The rabbit? The rabbit. The hole is, consists of 20 steps to get out. How long then would it take for the rabbit to get out of the hole? Next week. So technically, since he goes up two steps and goes back down one step every day, and he needs 20 steps to get out, so the immediate response is 20 days, which makes sense. But the answer is not, of course, it's 19 days. Because on the 20th day, he takes, on the 19th day, He's on the 19th rung and he jumps out two steps he's no longer falling back one because he's out of the hole. he's no longer on the ladder. <laughs> Mas you saw these are the journeys that the Eden took leaving Egypt. In order to leave Egypt it was one journey <coughs> one exit by exiting Egypt, they walked out, they were outside of Egypt now. Why then would it say, Mas B'nai Yisrael, plural journeys, to leave Egypt? Only one journey left Egypt. The rest of them were journeys towards the Holy Land. What is the Mas'ei B'nai Yisrael, Sh'i Yotzum Eretz The al the first Chabad Rebbe, explains... That even though this passage is talking about a journey, the journey which they left Egypt, which ultimately, as we said, is only one, it's still called Mass A, in plural. <laughs> Why? Because the entire cause, the entire reason for the 42 journeys which the Eden took, when they left Egypt till they get to Eretz Israel, they were leaving the concept of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is Meitzar U'Gvul. There are times where we feel ourselves constricted and limited. We feel that we cannot do something, it's beyond our capacity, our capability. Tells us the Tereh that Ma'se B'nai Yisrael Yatsumi Mitzrayim... A person is constantly leaving his boundaries. Constantly, constantly going beyond what they think is their total capacity. And therefore the entire 42 Masayis are considered journeys that they left Egypt. Because the person is always leaving Egypt, always leaving his boundaries. Until they rested in Yardin Yereichai, which Yereichai is a hint to Mashiach Tidkainu. At that point in time, the Merayach Vadoin, he will definitely let us know, he will definitely confirm to us that the Mashiach has come and Ge'ulah Haslema, Hamitas has come about. From this, in turn, we also understand that by leaving Egypt in general, all the 42 journeys, <laughs> because technically they were supposed to leave Egypt, and go straight into Ezzesel, straight into the Holy Land. And they would have conquered at that point, Kaini, Kaini K'nizi, Khadmaini, everybody on the other side of the island they would have conquered Since Teda is Nitzchus, Teda is perpetual. Teda is not just a storybook, but rather a lifelong lesson. Therefore we have to understand that reading this part of the Teda has a perpetual lesson for us in every time and every place. And the lesson is simple. B'nai Yisrael needs to be constantly prepared to go into Eretz Yisrael. Not just an Eretz Yisrael, but a full, complete Eretz Yisrael, which is all the ten nations conquered and complete and ready to go in with Mashiach, with the Beis Hamikdash It's a status that you did not have to be prepared for. And I have to live with that. As long as we don't go into Eretz even if we're standing on the other side of the Yarden looking at Eretz we are still in Golos And that Golos that exile, is Mitzrayim, is boundaries. Even this last journey is considered Yatsum and Mitzrayim; it's still golos and we need to leave to our our boundaries. So much more so in today's day and age. As we stand now in the last days of Golos, and we are prepared to go in any moment to Israel with the Gula, Amitus, We need to complete all our, all our business dealings, all our exile mentality issues. Today, and at the end of Pashas Matais, and the beginning of Pashas Masai, <coughs> like we read today, where Maasei says we go into as a soul, with all the ten nations conquered. And that was Reuben and God's goal and thought, thought pattern. That each and every Jew should redeem themselves by adding and learning of Teda, adding and doing mitzvahs in general. As again, the Al explains in Tanya. Every Indian of teirah Mitzvahs, every time we do a tea we learn terah or we do a Mitzvah, a person has a personal redemption. A Gaula Pratis. <coughs> <coughs> and shame Gaul Allah. And the shame the name Gaula goes upon this. And the same thing also the beginning. And this is this in Tol is the beginning. Of the Gaulah the general the general redemption of the Jewish nation, which would be the Jew redemption of each and every Jew Yitzelbach at any place there may be. This therefore is also the point where the Rambam Maimandi says Halakha, the Rambam only says halachas. It only gives laws. The Rambam says la halacha. le levi bil vad. Not only shavit levi. kol ish vi isha not ish ashenad is isa. Every single Jew that will put and devote and dedicate their spirit to this. Harezen iskadish kedish kadoshim. They will sanctify the holy of holies. <laughs> and God's, and uh, be with Him. God will be His part, His portion, His inheritance forever, perpetual, forever and ever. And Dabra Melech himself says, for those keeping score at home, chapter 16, verse 5 where David Ramelech says, Hashem garoli, that the Almighty, you are my portion, and you will ultimately give me what I need to have. That each and every Jew has the capacity to redeem themselves from the physical world, the physical exile, and to elevate themselves to a level where they themselves can sanctify Kedesh Kedoshim. Just like a Kayan Gadol. And even more so the Imam says, The lighting of the Manada was kosher, even a regular Jew could do it. For each and every Jew has the strength to be a Madlik, to light the Shem and Zayi zokh, the pure oil that they have within themselves, the Jew has the power and the, and the potential to light this up, to, ele- to illuminate it. And so too in the Beit Hamikdash. And therefore it says the Menorah will be brought out to the courtyard. <coughs> As in the form of the Golos. To tell us that in exile... In where we're sitting now in our situation, we should know we have the potential to light a minedah. And lighting this manada is not only spiritually, but manada zav kula, a physical gold, fully gold manada, that each and every Jew has within themselves. Through doing and through making themselves their shaman is zach, pure. They bring about the tahlis habir and They bring about in themselves the ultimate form fashion of elevating, of cleansing, not only themselves but in the holy temple also. As we stand today in the day's date, we said today was Khafhei, Koya Hashem so says Hashem. Koy is Chavay. Chavav is tonight. My father's birthday. S'kusay Yagan Amen. And Chavav is Gematria twenty-six. Shem Hashem. Yud Kevav And then it goes from there into Chav which is Yemzach LaChedesh, which talks about the Shem and Zayi So we therefore go from the Gematria Shem Avaya, as we said is that the Almighty will be our inheritance, that we will make ourselves a vessel to be able to become the Shem and Zayi Zoch on the twenty seventh of the month. And so it should be to us this very moment. Until this moment, moment, singular, that through this each and every man and woman should do their service to the Eibushter in a form of nidva ruchei from the divas left from total the de- dedication from the heart with a healthy heart, a healthy soul, and a soul within a body. So that the entire heart will be dedicated and devoted to the service of Hashem. And we will therefore finish immediately all the concepts of Golos. And immediately after that, the beginning of the Gula Shlema, which is also the Gula mitis and the Gula Sheinacherea Golos. The Gula, which after it, it will be no Golos. And we will merit to what the Prophet has said, for those keeping score at home, it's in Yeshia twenty-seven, verse twelve. Those are keeping track at home. Listen, they're keeping score. Those are singing, this house is cold. It says, "Ve'atem to look to Yisrael. Each you, Jews, will be gathered one by one." hidden. And since this will come through the Abishtah himself, that the Abishtah will come and take each and every Jew by their hands out of gollus. In one moment on the clock, not more than a split second, Lega kimemra, and Arumena in you will be, will be lifted up with anane shmaya. Again, those keeping score at home, in passage is in Daniel, chapter 7, verse 13. Or well, if you'd rather look it up in the Gemara, it's in Sanhedrin, 98, side A. We're again referring to how we'll be lifted up in the clouds and taken immediately, and we'll find ourselves in a moment in the bleak of an eye, in Eretz will be gathered from all four corners of the earth, b'narenu, v'vizkenenu, b'vaneinu, b'naseinu. The youth, the elders, the children, and the boys and the girls will all be gathered in Eretz HaKedesh, in Yerushalayim in which Yerushalayim is the Irabira of Kol Eretz it is the capital of the entire Israel, (coughs) including the lands of the Ten Nations, of Kainikan Knizi Kadmeni, which are on the other side of the Yardim, in the western on the on the eastern side. In the Beit Migdash, in the Kailish Khadashim. Where in the Khailish Kedashim we find the Luchais, the first Luchais, and the second Luchais. And through this we will be able to overturn. The forty days that were in the between the two, which we find ourselves now, in the three weeks in the until that the entire world will see to it to make the world should be a dwelling place for the Almighty, the way the dinas Adam Kibshute, the way a person lives in a house, so the the Almighty, would live in this world. And each person will find themselves spiritually and physically, a body in a, in a garment, and also the spiritually the body, the soul and the neshama. Till the ultimate fulfillment of the pneumious haratsayim, the most inward wants of the Eibishter. And all these things should happen, says the Rabbi Bipashtus Mamish. Bipashtus means in the most down to earth way. Shem mare bo'i mezhe that a person will point with their finger and say, This is it. Eile Masay, Eila Adivarim and Rabbi Mesha and Aaron with them, together with Pinchas ben Allah ben Arna Kayin. And he was the Meshuach the Melchama. He was the one that was ordained to go to war. And through the conquering of the war, Melchames Hashem. With generalization also, the Melchama based David, David, Malka, Meshicha. As the Rambam says, Kashi Yilochem Melchames Hashem V'yanafzeach Halei Meshiach Mashiach V'adai. When he will fight the battle of the Almighty. And he will win... He is the Mashiach Vadai. This is in Hilchus Malachim, Perekir Dalid, Halacha Dalid, chapter, excuse me, Perekir Aleph. It's chapter 11, um, Halacha 4. (coughs) And this ultimately comes on again to the words of the prophets, has brought down the of V'hoisa Hashem amlucho. The whole Katsay Tevel, lachas kavim v'kamen edetz That's called Edetz Yisrael, because we know that he came to Yisrael. What Why, why was he given the name Yisrael? He Sarista Melekim v'Manoshim He battled and won and conquered, which shows kingship. And so much more so, the main thing, take it from the Yad Mamish and Jesus. And especially, like we say, usually say, the Rebbe gave out at that point Tzedakah. And the Rebbe finished off, that, tzedakah, says, we know Tzedakah is the greatest thing as it brings forth the Geula. It's a Mishnah and Kedushan not only mikareves, but from mamish. The will come from David Malka together with Pinchas who's going to be Will let us know about the redemption. That sicha on Just like this date. Going into Chavov Tammuz. This is Parsha. Now that we turn to the regular scheduled program, well, we'll just there, it was a Sikh that the Rebbe said today on exactly this date and exactly this predicament. It was Matus Masai together and it was Chavay Tammuz and it was Wednesday. So since the Rebbe said it on this particular day. I felt it was apropos to repeat it so, because the Barakas are very relevant to us all. Nobody finished that club. So, so, so. Pashmatas begins with the Indian of nedarim. If a woman makes a nadr, makes a promise, a vow, the husband can father the husband Attention. can nullify it. If it's a girl at home still, or only an engaged girl, the husband and the father can do it. So we therefore see a difference between arusa and Nesua. That by the Nesua, the married woman, only the, the husband cannot ultimately do it beforehand, but has to hear it in order to be made for the nether. As those who are keeping track at home, score at home, the Gemara the end of Amar Aleph, the Zion is 16, the husband cannot be made for that the woman made before she got married. He cannot nullify them. Baruso, mm-hmm. an engaged kala, how do you make for He can do that. So we find, therefore, that the husband has more strength when they're engaged than when they're married. The reason the Imara tells us is because when they're engaged, not only the husband does it, but the father can still do it as well. So you have therefore the hafarisadana of both the father and the husband together. And since the father doesn't matter before or after they're married, so also the bow, also the husband. What is that relevant? What, is it, what do we care about this? Right we have to take this into heed, into service of Hashem. How could we learn in our Avedis our service to God, what can we learn from this? Nisuin, marriage, is the His the unification with the Creator. so much so the person has nothing else but God person is self nullification to the ultimate level to the umpteenth level it's all about God by Edison though by engagement the person is not totally attached only to God Still has a level which is also la kuli alma. She can't marry anybody else now. According to the Gemara in Kiddushin, right in the beginning, on the second page, second side of the first page on the top, that although she's only engaged, you have to understand the difference here. The engagement in those days they wrote down a tanoim. The T'Nehim that we write today by Kabbalah's Panim in the Ashkenazic world, they write by the engagement, which would be a year before. If God forbid one wanted to break off the engagement in those days, they would to—they couldn't break the engagement. They'd have to make a chuppah and they'd have to give a get. Because the engagement was so powerful, it had a take So therefore, she becomes us to anybody else. What does it mean also to anybody else? She cuts herself off from worldly matters. A person that is engaged to the Avishtha, he cuts himself off from everything else, he has no connection with anything. When a person is the beginner of this suyin, he's married, he thinks to himself sometimes, <laughs> I'm totally attached to God, what more do I need? I don't need help from the Eivishta. I am one with God. I don't need the power from the Eivishta to overcome my Yetzirah or any other tests. When someone's engaged, though, they don't come to such questions. They don't come to such security. They don't feel so secure. They still have those doubts. And therefore, they know they have to be constantly reliant on the Eibishter reliant on what the Eibishter can help them and therefore there is more strength by the engagement when the person is makabal the strength, the kayach of the Eibishter and the help of Hashem then he can cause and he can put into fruition everything that he needs to because the person himself can't do it he needs to come on to God. However, since in front of God, nothing stops God, if God wants, he does anything. God is never ending, he's bleak, rule. So when the person receives the kaykhas from the maila and is willing to accept them, because he says, I'm open, I know I need to rely on the Almighty's blessings. When the person sees that, the person then knows that he has to come on to the Almighty, and therefore, he, the person, always relies on what the Almighty will give him. When it comes to a nether, it's a very powerful thing to make a nether. Or not to make another. There was one particular chassid who had everything he needed money, popularity, everything was beautiful. But unfortunately, he was not blessed with a child yet. And he came to Rib'ayulayb of Shpala, the Shpala Zayda. And he came to him many times and he got. What he felt was wishy washy brachas. He wanted a f- solid bracha, and he decided he's coming out to the, the Shpalozeder, and he's going to be relentless. He's not moving, he's not yielding until the Shpalozeder promises him a child. And so he entered to the room of the Shpalozeder, and the Shpalozeder was in very deep thought. And Shpoel said to him, please, I can't talk to you now. There's a tremendous decree over the Jewish nation that I must deal with now. The man saw that this is a time that Shpoel was full of devotions, dedications. So he immediately threw himself in and he said, I'm not moving until you bless me. And he kept pestering the tzaddik. And kept disturbing him. Until the Shpolozedah turned to him and said, I swear to you, the said to that man, that the man would never be blessed with children. What The man picked himself up and ran for his life. He knew he was in trouble. He came to the town of Kuritz. In the town of Karitz, there was a yid, there was a pinchas of Karitz, who ultimately became pinchas of Karitz, known as pinchas of Karitz, a rebbe in Karitz. But at that time, he was still in a very, very hidden fashion. But he observed him. He observed the way he davened. He observed the way he learned in Torah and Shul. And he knew that this guy was something special. And so, he went to the, he went to the people and he asked about the Pinchas of Karitz. And he asked, what's his financial situation? And they said, there's no financial situation. There's no financial. This man has not got anything. He was my competition. <laughs> He's got nothing. And it was already Chodesh Nissen. Pesach was approaching. And so, the man went to Pinchas house. And he... Ask the wife. What's wrong? What do you have for Pesach? And the wife said, for Pesach? Pesach is in seven days and not even thinking about it yet. We haven't got a penny here for Pesach. Immediately the Chalaset took out money and gave the wife, go buy. Buy, cave. meat, fish, whatever you need special flour, Shmura flour, take it to the baker, to make matzahs, buy, just keep buying. He himself went, and he bought furniture, a table, with chairs, with a bed, for, for the, for the, the to lie down. No. The Pinchas was in shul. The was sitting and learning. She's away for three days. Oh, freezing, Rabbi. Your house is cold. Oh, the it was cold. I'm sweating. Take off your chest. No, stop wearing one. No. Get sick, get go get a tea. Go make some tea. <laughs> 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 the business carter comes home. He was a little worried and wondering why his wife hasn't been pestering him. I she hasn't been His wife hasn't been texting him. Dang. Hasn't been calling him to find out how am I making Yom huh But, <laughs> the Almighty is great, and if he, she's not bothering, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Oh, damn it. He walks in, <laughs> after Maidav, for the Seder night, and lo and behold, what a Seder what an amazing amazing Seder he used to say he turns to his wife and says uh, what happened and this man asked that he could be invited as a guest to the Seder how could she tell him no if after all he is their benefactor I So immediately he asked what happened and she said, Here, this is our benefactor. He gave us all this yomtiv. He made our yomtiv. The Pinchas Kadetze greeted the man, was very happy, very joyful. And then the Pinchas Kadetze asked him, Stotterchatjes. You must need something. What is it that you need, my friend, my brother? Thank you. And the man said, I went, I needed a brecha for a child, I went to the geshbald and I rocked his boat the wrong way, and he swore that I'd never have a child, Rahman. I need you to undo that for me. <laughs> Sareb so said if I ever did anything good in my life <laughs> if anything I say carries weight in heaven said Pinchas I swear to you this year your wife will have a son Amen. and his blessing was fulfilled that year the holy Ruzhina Yisrael of Ruzhina told his story and he said, when the words of Pinchas came to heaven, it rocked the heavens. The Shpolo swore the opposite. And Pinchas swore this way. Who do we listen to? Do we bless this man or not? And the heavenly tribunal said, Let's check. Let us see what you send here? She needs something to to tomorrow. Oh, she to the corner. Let us see which one of these people never swore falsely. And they began to check into the lives of the two of them, and they saw indeed that Pinchaskaratsa never swore a false swear, and therefore his swear was accepted in heaven. And the man therefore was blessed with the child. <laughs> um, apparently, to an extent, there was something there that was... Or maybe it was just, if neither of them did, then we'll take the positive one. That makes more sense. In the end of Parshat's Matos... Excuse me, then the Ma- Masai. Basik tells us in law a man killed a man by accident. A man killed another man by accident. What is the dim? If there are witnesses that see this, the man is sentenced to go to the miklot, to the cities of refuge. And the man needs to stay there until the passing of the Koyangodl. Until the passing of the High Priest. Let us first examine What transpired here? What does it mean he killed someone by accident? And how did this fall into this man's hand? That he's ultimately being punished for this. Tells us, the sages, what happened is, A man killed another man on purpose. But there were no witnesses, and there was no warning, Rechman HaLatvan. This man then goes scot-free. Another person killed somebody by accident, but also was not warned, and also did not have witnesses tells us, Rashi, that the Almighty puts the two of these people together. He puts the man that killed on purpose in Etzchai of Misa under a ladder, and He puts the man that once killed Beshegeg on top of the ladder. And the one that killed Beshegeg by accident falls off the ladder and kills the man that killed B'mezid. So now the man that killed B'meizid is dead, as the punishment that he was supposed to have. And the man that killed Beshegeg is now in public domain, where people saw him doing this and told him, be careful with that ladder, and is therefore now sent to exile to the city of refuge. But he's told a very strange thing, he has to stay there until the Kayan Godal dies. Needless to say, first thing a person's reaction to such a thing is, they will (laughs) pray for the Karengadol to die, Rahman Why put the Karengadol in such a predicament? Why is the High Priest put in such a situation? And how is it avoided that a person shouldn't sit and pray all day in the city of refuge for the Karengadol to die? Did you ever find Yankee Yirik? Imara tells us that the Mishnah tells us actually the mother of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest's mother, would go to the city of refuge and give them beautiful meals. Make it very comfortable for them there so that they should not want so desperately to leave. And obviously, if they don't want desperately to leave, they're not desperately going to be praying. For the death of her son. Why mother? <laughs> she, the mother? What a mother does for her child. That's well, the reason why, no. Because who else can do. But the concept that a person has the connection, the person that killed by accident is connected to the Kayan Godel, to the High Priest, is a lesson to us all. The Kayin mentioning in, in Hilchas Beis Ha-Bachira, Mishnah tells us about a room. The Rambam tells us about a room that nobody went into, bar, except aside for the Kayin Godel, aside for the Kodesh Gadashim, aside for the Holy of Holies, there was one particular room and nobody went to. This is God's room. It's in Beis the actually. So the Rambam brings it down. Uh, the mission brings down from Yecheskel. Yecheskel tells the prophecy of the altar of the third base of and this how the story. This when describing the Holy Temple, this room gets mentioned again, and it's a room that nobody able to, nobody entered, and it doesn't even say the Kohen the High Priest, entered, unlike the Holy of Holies, where the High Priest did enter. So, what would a person say when he sees a high priest walking in the street, the kohen gadol walking in the street? He is the ultimate man. Never the nasi. Never mind the king. The kohen gadol was higher and holier than any one of them. He held the keys to the most holiest of places, to kedusha kedushin, and therefore. He was looked up to at such a level. A person that kills somebody by accident was negligent. The negligence of this person brings him to the lowest of levels. Lower than a person that does it on purpose. When a person kills someone on purpose, there's a solution they have to be killed. And that is a solution because the person repents immediately for his sin when he's Rahman Alaian killed. But when a person does it shaking he's neither here nor there. He's much lower. Did you get hold of your brother Yankee? He didn't. And therefore all we find for him is the Einish of Golos. We only find the punishment of being exiled to the city of refuge. As the Chinuch says in Mitzvah Stafyud, the Mitzvah 410, Mitzvah 410, Kimat Kitzar misa. He gets a little bit of pain of misa of death, but he doesn't get death. He's in limbo. tells us the Tana that these two extremes, the Holy of Holy, the greatest of great, the King Godel, and this lowest of low, the person that kills B'Shege, are connected. And they're not only connected, but they're dependent, reliant one mm-hmm. on the other. So much so that the Pasuk tells us, that the forgiveness of this person will only come about when the Kayan dies. This is the idea of the Kayan Gadol. The Kayan Gadol was, an, uh, the high priest was a Oyev Yisrael. He loved each and every Jew. As we find by Aaron Kayan He was Oyev Esabriyais. Mishnah says in P.K.A.V. chapter 1, Mishnah twelve. Again, we got a lot of scorekeeping this this week. And as Rebbe explains in Tanya Kadisha the Payrik Lamedbez, the the famous Peirik Lamed Bays being the letters of Lev, heart is the, uh, the Peirik that talks about Aves Yisrael, A person that has anything bad, anything in their heart against a fellow Jew should sit and learn over and over Peirik Lamed Bays. <clears throat> until they understand it properly, to be able to forgive a fellow Jew, no matter what they've done. And the Al-Terebis says, those that are far from Tadus Hashem, that does say in His service, and therefore they are called Shem Baalma, just creations, even them, Aranakayan loved and Aranakayan brought them closer to Teda. So, therefore, we find that Aranakayan is the epitome of love of a fellow Jew, and therefore, he lifts up and raises up and elevates the lowliest of low, the Jews that Akhman al fall into the Situation of hating Nefesh Bishkoga. In the city of Tzans, a village near Tzans, actually, there was an inn. And one day the innkeeper was visited by a poor man in ragged clothing. And he saw the man obviously he had no food. So he gave him food to eat. And as he was about to leave, the, whole, the rich man, the innkeeper, handed him some money for the road. The man refused. So the innkeeper felt maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe he wanted more. So he increased his donation. The man refused. Finally the man said to him, I don't need your money, I'm a very wealthy man. You don't look it. This is my story, my friend. I own farms, I own houses, I own real estate. One day a large sum of money disappeared. And all the fingers ended up pointing at the maidservant in the house. She was an orphan orphan girl, never had anything, was always poverty stricken, and it must have been very obvious that if anyone was going to take such a large sum of money, it must be her, because she needs this money. And so I brought the attention to the police, the police arrested her, and they beat her for a confession but no confession confession was forthcoming as she had nothing to say she was innocent they brought her back home when they saw they could not get a confession she was beaten and wounded and bleeding and as much as the doctors tried to tend to her wounds she succumbed and she passed away a week after she died, the real thief was caught and the money was returned. And I grabbed myself, my, my head and said, woe is to me that an innocent person died in my hands. And I went to the mayor Premishlana and I told him my story. And he gave me a choice. One of three things. Either I die, I suffer three years in bed, or I wander for three years. I said, these are too severe for me. I went home, and immediately I started to feel ill, and I got sicker and sicker. And the pain spread through my body, I was bedridden for a very long time. And I realized that the situation was being taken in hand by the mayor himself. I didn't agree to anything, he was doing it himself. I wrote a letter and I sent a donation to the mayor Premishtana and I told him, please daven for me, I want to come back to you and discuss my choices. And so, the mayor Davan for him, he was healed and he traveled to mayor Premishtana. Mayor Premishtana told him, right now I can make sure you die. You were already sick in bed, you suffered. Your choice is either that or to wander. And I took upon myself to wander. And wandering entailed, said the mayor, You give me everything you own, all your money and everything, and I will take care of it. In three years' time you will wander. You do not stay in the same place two days in a row. Wherever you sleep at night, you cannot be the next day. The next morning you must leave there immediately. You may not ask for food or for money. If it's given to you, take it The food, but not money. Only take what you need to live. I am now by in front of you, and each year you should come to the outskirts of the city, of your hometown. Your wife will bring me the books of the business. If the business is faltering, you can come back home. If it's not faltering, which I promise you it won't be, you stay in your exile. Until three years. Said the man, after two years, I heard Meir Premashlana passed away. I don't know what to do now. I'm traveling therefore to the city of Tzanz. And in the city of Tzanz is a tzaddik Reb Chaim Tzanz. I'm going to ask him what to do. And so this man, the innkeeper, said, I have to see what's happening here. And he followed him to Tzanz. And the man entered the room of Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim Tzanzah didn't wait for him to talk. Reb Chaim Tzanzah told him, return home. On your way home, go through the city of Premishlan. Find the grave of Reb Meir, and tell him the Rav of Tzanz said, two years are enough. You observe them well. You observe them with pure self-sacrifice. And therefore, two years are enough. And He should forgive you. You can return home and everything that He had will come back to your home. And so we see that in our exile, the years are enough. D'aloi, Golos, we've had enough of this Golos. Every moment now is extra, is overtime. And therefore, we ask the Almighty to understand as Ibchayim Tzanza, as Ahmed Pramishlana, in the school of Radevitz Badichev, in the honor of my father's birthday at least, the humblest of humble servants, that we should see to merit that our decree of exile should be nullified, and tonight we should be able to go to Yerushalayim. Iraq Kadesh with Mashiach Tzidkenu, with the ultimate redemption, with the redemption where there will be no more exile thereafter. Shabbat Shalom to all.